Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, this is part two of a discussion about resourcefulness. I'm joined by Jimmy Doherty and Lindsay Kane. I mean, the ultimate resourcefulness to the point of not having fun has got to be a prepper, hasn't it? People that are <laughs> not going out, that are loading up their basement with beans for the coming New World Order and the apocalypse. It's like, if the apocalypse happens and there's like a mushroom cloud yeah. and all the alien lizards royal family reveal themselves and our new masters start parading around the flat earth, there'll be a few smug people in basement. I like to think I would be at the, the apocalypse party dancing as my skin was vaporised, <laughs> having not prepped at all. <laughs> I don't want to live. I don't want to live in a basement with beans for thirty but years. Do you know what? What's interesting? I think that I think that's why a lot of these shows are so popular. These these zombie shows, or the the thing about the cordyceps at the moment, yes. is that people. I find it particularly with a lot of my friends, my male friends. I often ask them, "Have you thought about a, a, a zombie apocalypse?" And I think they're going to be a bit jokey about that. But they're, they go, "Oh yes, I have." And they come up with where they're gonna where they're gonna build their base and what they're gonna do. As a colonel in the army, I spoke to right, and I said, "Have you thought about?" He went, "I have." And what we're gonna do was surround Tesco's. <laughs> and I've got a load of trucks, and we'll take all the food. And everyone, I think, all my male friends have thought about a scenario and what they do. And I think there is a yeah. bit of a prepper in all men. And I think that probably is quite goes back to hunter gatherers or whatever, being prepared, having a man cave, stuffing it full of beans or whatever it is. There's something about that, but. Yeah, I think if that if the apocalypse happened, you'd want to know at least one prepper, wouldn't you? You'd be knocking on the door yeah. a bit, but you wouldn't want to. Would you not want to survive afterwards? You think, well, just dance. Well, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind six weeks, but I'd, to be enslaved to a lizard master on a, on a on a flat Earth, spelling out messages in the sky with aeroplane fumes and all the other bollocks these weirdos believe. I mean, it's just machine gun me day one. I know, like Alice, like Alice in Borderland, <laughs> like the series. I wouldn't want to hang around if there's like an apocalypse. No, I'd no, have a bit. That's uh, a good a few one, days, Alice in Borderland. A few, a few days of like tequila. So I've got probably enough tequila to last us. Um, and then after once that's gone, you know, just 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 pin me down. That's fine. What about um, work? We know about resor- working with resourceful people. We've explored that, but the idea leaders of actually being a leader. A lot of leaders seem to not be very resourceful. They yeah. seem to be sort of more visionary and dish out the plan. And the people that are resourceful seem to be sort of the second tier down, the real heroes getting shit done. You know, the Chris Witties of the world. Well, but if we're going to talk, talk about the pandemic, Boris Johnson didn't seem very resourceful to me. No, not at all, not at all. But the leaders are all very, just in terms of resourcefulness, it always seems to be broad brushstrokes. And they're about catching headlines' attention, aren't they? They're not the details. 
because when they're ever questioned about details, it's always, well, we, I'll come back to you on that. Or we, you know, there's a, and I, I think it's the, it's the lower tiers that have to be resourceful. But I always think, well, how resourceful are they? Because I think about council sometimes, and I look at some of the, the policies or things they've built, and you think, what a waste. So yeah. it's almost the opposite to resourceful, where you think there's this bit that brilliant ad on TV where someone was digging a hole and they're going, what are you doing? I'm putting some pipe. Oh, just come on, put the telephone cables at the same time. What about the electric cables? Yeah. And you think, well, why can't society be run like that? That's being really resourceful. And I look at sort of like the, the councils in terms of their planning. Uh, if I go, well, if you're building that, why don't you think about building schools? Why don't you open these little pop-up businesses? Or why, you know, it's never that, what I think is resourceful, looking at a wider sphere of things that could all be brought in together as opposed to just one little thing. Plus, they work to a budget, you know. What about common sense? I think common sense comes into it as well. And and again, it comes back yeah. to experience. So like, for instance, we've just done a big renovation on our house. And so we went back to brick. I have learned many, many expensive lessons. But I think when you're working with experts and builders and electricians and plumbers and all these people, that that is literally their fucking job and they can't do it. I can't really comment on builders or electricians at the moment because I've got a house full of them. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, you, don't, you don't want to piss them off just loudly. yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all the lights In- just go Internet out. signal just cuts <laughs> out halfway through the sentence. <laughs> Linz, this is going to come across sexist. I'm just commenting on how it's been in the past, how most of us would have grown up and how society sadly is still structured. Hopefully it will change for our daughters going forward. But a lot of families, obviously, in the past, the male would be the breadwinner, the head of the family, and the woman would be the the family organiser. But do you not feel in those situations it's exactly the same as the business we just described you've got the leader barking out all the rules then you've got the next tier down actually making shit happen and and being resourceful and making it all come together if the family is a business in a traditional family whoever's in charge tends not to be the most resourceful one i don't know i don't know because i i grew up in a household where both my mum and dad worked and my mum had her own business my dad had his own business and they were resourceful in their own ways. But I now work with my wife. So my wife and I work close together and she's incredibly resourceful. And if I'm too honest, she's really the boss, I suppose. And I, in those instances, I can be, sometimes I can be quite wasteful in some things as well in terms of time and like if you don't get two quotes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think there's a, there's a major difference. You're just different in how you're resourceful. And sometimes I... It, it frustrates my wife because she thinks I'm quite wasteful. And I think, well, I'm not at all. But of course, in certain aspects, I'm not wasteful. But other aspects, I'm really wasteful. Yeah. And she'll get yeah. really angry at it, you know. And I, and I might do it to wind her up. I don't know sometimes because it's that sort, of, that sort of difference. Let's move on to that poisoned chalice, that double-edged sword, social media. Oh, yeah. Do you think people who spend a lot of time on social media, i.e. 99.9% of basically everyone under 70 now, even my mum's addicted to it, uh, are becoming less resourceful? Or does it make us more resourceful because we, our eyes are open to other things we might tap into, quite literally, for some men? No, I think it distracts. I think it completely distracts. I think it takes away your focus. I've got a friend that's just come off social media because she's about to start a business and she, she's opening a shop and she's like, I was I was missing all these emails and I wasn't responding to them. And she said, and when I looked, I was on social media, on Instagram for hours and hours and hours a day. So she'd be looking at an email and going, oh, yeah, I'll reply to that later and get sidetracked. 
And then she's like, so this business that I'm about to set up, I'm completely taking 10 times longer to get started yeah. because I'm not focusing, replying to emails, important emails. So I think it completely takes away your focus. It's like having a, a, a ball of string in front of you if you're a kitten or something and, and you're completely distracted all the time because yeah. there's this little mag- magical box into a million different worlds. And I think we are obsessed with these flickering images that we can, you know, butterfly hop from one to another constantly without yeah. having to commit to anything. And I think that the resourcefulness comes from commitment to something to go, right, I've got this job to do and I'm going to be resourceful in how I go about it. Social yeah. media sucks sucks the life out of you, I think. Yeah. Be, we've out become obsessed time. with it. Out of your time. And, and you look. And also when the, when the phone tells you how long you've spent on oh. something... If if it's dropped, oh, if it's dropped, time. oh, if it's dropped a bit in a week, I feel that I've passed an exam. Yeah, I feel that somehow I should get a badge or a certificate, or I want to show it somewhere. I spent less yeah, time yeah. on the phone this week, and and actually the, the other big worry for me, if I don't know if, if you could link it to being resourceful, maybe you could in terms of being socially aware and active. And I've watched young people like we have lots of young people come to the farm and they they come with schools or the college or whatever. And, you know, you're in a field with um, a load of rare breed pigs or you're going to take them to the woods to tell them all about nature or whatever else. If there's a lull or a gap, rather than conversation starts, go, oh, can you yeah. tell me about... It's like, beep, flick through the phone. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it, it, it's like a social displacement. You know, if you see an animal feeling uncomfortable being displaced somewhere, they, they'll do some premium behaviour or whatever else. With humans... If there's a gap, everyone's on their phone. A hundred percent. But just moving it back to resourcefulness, surely you can't argue that the invention of the phone, the iPhone in particular, hasn't made us more resourceful. I mean, we, people are like, when's AI coming? When are the cyborgs coming? We're already a cyborg. Yeah. You already walk around with Google and Wikipedia on your hand. There's nothing wrong with the technology. When I first had my kids, I was like, oh, they're going to have wooden toys and they're going to be playing yeah. sticks. And, and then yeah, I, I, I just hand out screens left, right and centre now. And it's not a bad thing because, you, you know, there's a lot of resource to be had from this technology. But I, I, I do think that when it comes to living in the moment, being resourceful with your time, that isn't being resourceful in terms of enjoying what's in front of you. But saying yeah. that, the stuff that you do see when I'm on Instagram, stuff comes up, I'm going, do you know what? I'm going to use that idea because look, I'm, I've, I've been wasting this or I haven't made the most of X, Y, and Z. And you'll get a little bit of, you know, whatever it is. It could be a recipe. It could be someone being in the shed. It could be whatever. An interesting way of doing an equation. And I say, oh, that's a real time saver. That's genius. Yeah. And those things stick in your mind. So I think in that aspect, opening up to information is great, but you can only take in so much information and what you're going to do with all of it. It's like everyone taking photos all the time on their phones. Do you ever really go back and look at all those photos all the time? No. 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 Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's not very often I can cite myself as an as an example and a case study in man makes, but I can today. Uh, in 2015, I did a series called Stupid Man Smartphone. And the experiment was to see if I was dropped into six different continents, we're talking literally Arctic Circle, Costa Rican jungle, Saharan desert, Italian mountains, and another one I've forgotten, it was so traumatic. Can I survive using there's obviously safety guys there it was taken quite seriously because it was the bbc and you can't yeah not allowed to fake anything on the bloody bbc annoyingly i thought i'd go to like a you know the bear grills hotel or something <laughs> yeah. uh so and it, the experiment was we had a satellite receiver for areas with no phones could i survive and the answer was yes easily in every situation that's such a good example yeah Obviously, it was slightly prepped in that they made sure I had what I need. For example, we were in the desert. We knew the temperature was going to drop to minus two. We had a camel. Uh, and they was like, you have everything you need to make a fire here. And I was like, what the fuck? There's no wood. There's no nothing. But all I had to do is get the diesel out of the car, soak the camel poo in the diesel. Yeah. Burnt for hours like coal. Yeah. We took the provisions we had on the on the camel poo fire. So the fi- I was able to do five exploration trips using just a phone. I would have died 30 years ago, just been a skeleton yeah. in any one of those situations. So these phones do have the potential and the technology to make us so much more resourceful to the point of surviving. Yeah, there is that. But, you know, it, it's interesting because then it's the reliance on that solely, isn't it? So then you say you're, you, you're not being that resourceful. So, the, you know, if I'm out filming and if the researcher or whoever's, you know, if we're in a car driving and if there's no sat-nav or no phone, if I say, if you've got a map, the guy, no, I'm, I've never carried a map in the car anymore. I was like, why not? Well, if people yeah. don't have maps no. in the cars anymore, or, or yeah. write a route card. You know, I remember, oh, I remember, London from, A to Z, yeah, yeah, to yeah. Z. But I had, I, had a, I had a great big old map, and I used to write. I remember going to drop an ex-girlfriend off somewhere, and I had to drive all the way to Portsmouth, and I wrote out a route card, and I, because I, I looked at all the roads, and I, you know, and did it all. And when I dropped her off, I turned the route card back, and there was the route card I had to get home. And as I drove off, it, it blew out the window. And I was screwed. Oh, <laughs> was my like, no, God. No, but I had the map. But the thing is, but it's like we've become so reliant on it. It's, it's good to have that resource, but I just don't think you should just give up everything else and you know, rely on the phone. Do you think part of our human brains are withering yeah. away? The resourceful part? Yeah, I think we're not using it, so you lose it. Even with Minna, like our little girl, like she'll be like, oh, just Google it. Just, you know, instead of going through, I don't, what, what does that word mean? Instead of having that, Oh, let's go through the dictionary. Let's, you know, yeah. It, yeah. We're like, oh, let's just Google Alexa, you know, and and we're losing yeah. that, like you say, the the old school version of it. We're, we're not the new generation aren't able to sort of do it because it's just like, oh, yeah. Google it, and that's sad, isn't it? Really, it is. It is. And then, 
Some people do say that, but if you've got the technology, you know, why do you need to use a typewriter anymore? We use laptops and everything else. Or there's a situation when, you know, the idea that the book is dead now because we can have Kindles and stuff. And I think, well, actually, no, it's not because I've got books. There's something you can't replace with the feeling of a book that you open the smell of it. So certain things that technology will replace, other things... That won't, but I hope it doesn't kill our resourcefulness when you, you look at some basic things in life. And when you look at, you know, if you out in nature, some people fear nature because they, they feel they haven't got the resourcefulness to, to deal with it if they're in a certain situation. If, a, I don't know, if you're in a field and a bull come running up or if you're camping out overnight. And I think that's a sad thing because then you fear the natural world when in fact we should embrace it. Yeah. And I, I went and spent, I spent uh, a, a while with a couple that lived in the Yukon in the middle of nowhere and they chose to do it every winter to just to test their resourcefulness. And they used to have to go out and hunt for their own food. They'd only wash once a fortnight because they didn't want to use the water up and all the rest of it. And they only had a certain amount of fuel. Um, and it was really testing. Only, their... had, only had sex once a fortnight. <laughs> they didn't have sex in a, ever. In other, in other related <laughs> news. <laughs> you divers. But, <laughs> what? Just get you, of what? Walk out and get you by the bear. lack of washing. No, lack of sex. He'd just he'd be a skeleton. <laughs> just find me with, with an impacted sperm. Yeah, <laughs> just one <laughs> massive, just one jo- one giant sperm. No, what, no, no, it's one great big forearm, one big massive right arm that you could tear trees down with. <laughs> but the, um, <laughs> Which would be helpful. Would be well, very resourceful. Yeah, be ideal for fighting off a bear, <laughs> you know. But but it was interesting. I went and stayed with these people, and they said. I went, look, you've got a month's wood here. I was only there for 10 days. You've got a month's wood. That's exactly what I would have. But, yeah. <laughs> but, and, and they weren't, they weren't, you know, they didn't have any, anything or they just, only the bare basics. And I was in my little cabin, separate to them. I used all my month's wood within a week. I was so hot. I had a lovely fire. I washed twice a day. I used all the water. I had my iPad. Oh. I had a bottle of whiskey at night, a little glass of whiskey. I was so hot, I was in my pants. Right, oh, and, you and thought you were smashing it. Didn't well, you? I you did, and, and I just thought, big, but I think, well, I'm only there for ten days. I'm going to use my resources up. But those guys are there for the whole winter, so they're really, you know. And I think that the idea of how to be resourceful is a skill in its own, in its yeah. own right. And, 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 and you know, it's is it something you can teach, or is it something that's in, well, inherently? That's going to be my. Fo- it's my final question, apart because apart from the nature nurture thing, which I don't think will resolve in the final minute, is this, and it's a question that's specific to to both of you, given your opposite attitudes to camping and being in nature. Do you think putting children in in nature and camping and things like that is an essential component in teaching resourcefulness, or can you learn it just living city life? I think definitely being out amongst nature builds a confidence. And that, I think, is really important, being at ease in this environment. And I think that like we do den building at the farm for kids and watching kids getting out there and then realising that it's, it's nature's safe and building stuff and seeing their own abilities, constructing stuff and, and putting them in situations that might felt a bit difficult, even if it's balancing walking across a log or, you know, navigating a, a stream or whatever it is. But equally saying that, that... Then I take my kids to, to London and then you see a stark difference between their resourcefulness and their street smarts compared to the kids that have grown up in the city. Yeah. You know, um, the, my kids almost seem quite naive yeah, in yeah, that respect. Yeah. And they're not very resourceful when it comes to, you know, how, how to survive in a modern urban landscape. But I do think we have isolated ourselves, most of us, from the natural world. Yeah. And we all need to plug ourselves back into the soil to understand the importance of it because nature is resourceful yeah 
Lens, what do you think, given your, uh, how I have to bully you into even going glamping once a year? Yeah, no, I mean, it, you know, we've all got what we like and what we don't like. I mean... Sometimes when I'm at the all-inclusive, I have to walk quite some distance to the bar. <laughs> no, but I, I am very resourceful, thank you. So, like, yeah. like my, my... No, but well, I think there's some things that only nature can teach. Yeah, so that's what I was just about we're to say. We're human beings. We're not, we're, not, we're, we're not supposed to live in centrally heated houses for thousands of years. We were, we're bred to survive and adapt and... No, but I, th- I think you have to learn and experience and go through something to be able to, to to stick in your brain. So I agree with what Jimmy's saying. Like my my granddad was Ukrainian and went through the famine. So literally, in order for him to survive, they had to do whatever was necessary. So they, you know, he had to eat leaves and tree bark and um, snow, you know, and and probably other humans to survive. So. That is what you call being resourceful, isn't it? I think on that extreme note of resourcefulness, <laughs> eating your deceased uh, co-villagers, I think we'll wrap that up there, Lindsay. What a, lo- what a lovely way to argue for you not liking camping. I mean, I, I was just thinking of building a bonfire, not necessarily eating the Scoutmaster. <laughs> oh, my God, no. I'm not saying we're going to do that. I'm just saying... Lindsay's like, what can I do? I'm Ukrainian. That's what we do. Right, and on that note, thank you very much, Jimmy Doherty, <laughs> Lindsay Kane. We'll be talking about resourcefulness. If you've come here as fans of either of these two, please hang around. Uh, please do leave a review. Please leave us five stars. But if you're out in a field and if you're somewhere useful, take your phone, smash it up with a hammer, take in the sights instead. I've been Russell Kane. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 